morning, everyone. It is Friday, a day to celebrate. Celebrate this really crazy week, which we're going to get into, that we all hope that each and every one of you found something that you can celebrate because it was kind of a, just one of those weeks. But good morning, everyone, as I'm dusting off my desk. This is Carol Sue, a.k.a. Nani Boss, live on this fantabulous Friday with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. It's Janice, a.k.a. Excuse me. Wellness Diva 5.0 Fantabulous Friday. And oh, what a week it has been. So yeah. when we last did our, um, I believe it was Wealth Wellness Wednesday, if I am not mistaken. I could be wrong. No, but... that was correct. Because I, oh, yes. we were... I was exhausted yesterday after the storm. So yes. Yeah, we were talking about the election and the kookiness and the craziness and um you know we shared our very raw emotion and normally um i would not be as um i guess vivacious or whatever you want to call it but you know that's that's really the intensity i think of not just what myself but what a lot of people <laughs> are feeling about the the state of our union, like what, what is troubling to me still, and you know, you know, we're going to get into this a lot, I think, is, you know, I don't care whatever political party you are. And, you know, if you voted the way you voted and um, whatever, but you cannot create your own set of facts. You can have your truth about something and have a totally different opinion on how you feel um, about a certain subject. And there's a lot of hot topics. We know that. But you cannot create your own set of facts. The facts are the facts. The facts are the facts. And, and that is true. And a lot of people use their opinion to uh, interject as if it is truth. Now, I, I don't even like the whole same which has really been the same for quite a few years now like own your truth know your truth it's so <clears throat> to me no that's not owning your truth because your own truth may not be factual so we need to understand that the word truth and what you're feeling what you're feeling is truth you may be feeling those things but they may not be based on a fact. They may be just based on your interpretation of the facts, which is now creating this internal kind of explosion going on with our, with our mindset. And when you come off a week of, you know, uh, today is, is Friday, first of all, November 11th. We want to celebrate all the veterans out there. It is Veterans Day, so we, we don't want to let that get lost in the shuffle. But today is November 11th. So let's think about that. November 8th was the actual election. But now when people really start understanding, uh, and, and this is my opinion on how a, an election is run. We do have separate governments. We have the federal government and we have the state's own government. And the whole point of federal government is not to necessarily interfere with how a state runs their, their state, right? But I think when you have an election that impacts all states. There has to be some sort of common ground, common rules to, to, to make sure that everyone's on the same playing field. Because if it doesn't impact 
a national federal, you know, a national election, and you know, it affects our government and it impacts on how our government is going to run. We all should have some sort of similar rules, which you know, a lot of people didn't realize that we don't. So to give you an example, uh, Pennsylvania started voting, I believe it's five weeks before election day. Five weeks before election day, and look how long it took to kind of figure out their system. So they, they, they already had a lot of these votes and they can't either organize them or whoever. Now you go to Arizona, which kudos to Carrie Lake, who, uh, you know, is 100% certain the, I guess it's now down to over 400,000 votes that have not been casted. And she embraces the frustration. And she is determined because based on their, their knowledge of their base, they know that a bulk of that 400,000 votes is in fact going to, okay, I'm frozen. Yeah. You're not frozen on my end. I can still see you and okay. hear you. And okay, because all this weird stuff is, because I, I, because I believe, you know, of what we're talking about, we realize that there's some stuff going on. So as long as you can still see me, that's good. My, my, my screen's got a bunch of stuff up here that it normally doesn't have. So that's kind of weird, but we'll go with it. Anywho, uh, she acknowledges, she acknowledges that, that, that because they know, and, and, and most politicians that are running for any uh, type of government know their base. They know where their votes are coming from. They, you know, stats, statistics, whatever, uh, you know, all their Excel spreadsheets, they know where they're getting their votes from. Now, obviously, there's some probably counties that they can say, oh, 100% are going for this, but they have a general idea, a pretty good base. So she's saying that out of these 400,000 votes, a lot of them are going to uh, who is running for senator as well as herself. And she's 100% very confident. She's very postured. But I like what she said that she understands the frustration of the voter and we need to change. It's because of the way that their laws are written. Now, some states, and I want to believe, I believe it's Nevada because Nevada's having issues just, I mean, we have 64 races that still have not been called. And I'm not even sure that people even understand or realize that. And they're not, you know, they, they either they didn't plan on enough people stepping up to the plate. And you can see why people don't even want to volunteer anymore because of the shenanigans that do go on. And anyone that says that these elections are perfectly clean year after year, you, you got blinders on because they're not. We know cheating's going on. Uh, is it uh, widespread as it was in 2020? And yes, it was in 2020. There's a lot of evidence out there. But when you have so many different pieces of the political machine that prevent the truth from coming out or even being heard in a court of law, this is what we get. So they never cleaned up the atrocities, and believe me, they were atrocities that were, were, were contributing factor, factors to 2020. Until you clean up the election process in each state, um, and there are some exceptions to the rule. Florida is, should be the poster child of how to run an election. Uh, their population uh, amount and how they do it, yes, they do mail-in ballots, um, and, but there is a timeline of everything. 
you have to use your driver's license or military ID to vote to actually prove who you are and that you actually are a registered voter. So you can be a citizen, but maybe you um, you know, didn't maybe didn't change your address. Maybe you moved away and came back. If things are not all the ducks are not in a row, you're not voting because it's actually the citizens' responsibility before they vote that their town, their state knows who they are, knows that they're registered uh, at the address that they live at. So there's all these checks and balances in some states. Obviously, by what we're seeing yet again, we saw this four years ago, but now we're seeing it again. And it's not to say that Florida didn't have their issues. They did. They had, they had some serious issues. But what they did was they cleaned up their shista. And that's what a lot of these, and that's exactly what Carrie Lake is saying. When she gets, that's one of her first pieces of legislation is to get legislation together and say, we're going to figure this out. We're going to be uh, more expertise in it. We're going to make sure that the, that the laws fit the narrative because not only is it horrible for the Arizona citizens to wait, this election impacts the national level. We still don't even know definitely who's in power. And these are things that we need to know. So that's why I'm not sure that you want, quote, big government coming in and telling the state how to run its elections. But I think there has to be more accountability and getting in and, and all these governors. I mean, they get together for conferences. You know they do. Get together and say, hey, we got to do we, we got to do better by the people. Now, will they all 100% agree on how they want to run them? Of course not. But I think from a timeline perspective, to actually make sure that these elections are run in such a way that the voter, because it's about the voter feeling confident when they go to that ballot box or, you know, that they have those rules that they're following, that they're going to feel like that the vote is going to count and it's going to count on that day. Now, there's I think it's Nevada. That's what I was going to. Nevada, I believe, has they can have votes come in postmarks up to three days after the election. Now, how ridiculous is it? So think about that. Um, we know that if you feel a certain, from a, first, from a national perspective, that your vote may not count now because you think maybe your party's ahead or you think another party's too far ahead that it's not gonna make a difference, that's gonna impact whether a person decides to, to send their, their their ballot in. So there should not be this latitude of, you know, after the fact, as long as it's a postmark. No. Now I do agree. Well, I don't agree, but I do understand if it was postmarked the day of election, because maybe the lines were too long or whatever, but I don't even agree with that. Like then why didn't you mail it out earlier? Like I, I still don't even get that. I think voting day is it should be sacred in the date. And that's when everything should already be in the possession of that state, period. Now, possession meaning they already have it. Not that they're waiting for mail two and three days later to see if it's postmarked. Already have on hand that day. Now, in Arizona's case, uh, Carrie Lake specifically was talking about this drawer three that apparently at this big county, which she has a big following, so there's a, a big Republican hold, that because they were having issues with their ballot boxes, everything went into this locked drawer. They called it drawer three, which contains 17,000 votes. 
Well, guess what, people? We are three days after the election. You already had them. You had them on the day. They were locked up the drawer, and no one still counted them. And then when you listen to the election officials who, who are condescending, who are arrogant, who do not understand why people are impatient, because, you know, and now they're saying, oh, we won't get to it to maybe early next week. When you've got another state, such as Florida, that 93% of the votes, I believe, are in by 8 o'clock, 7.30. They knew, actually, they knew there was actually, oh, actually, I think it was Senator Rubio that said that they knew at 7 p.m., like, you know, like the vote, like 93%, 94%. They knew that there was no, going to be no influctuation for that 6% that would, was, would make a difference. They're on to this. Now, did they have screw-ups years ago? Absolutely, but they fixed the problem. They didn't ignore it. Arizona, you've had four years to fix your freaking problem. Nevada, which, you know, we know. What's in Nevada? Vegas. They can sure know how to count machines in a, in a, in a, uh, in a uh, casino. <laughs> you know, they're counting money behind all the money that comes in from a casino. They can do that in a shift, but they can't, they cannot count votes. They, they have all these errors. So I think that's the frustration. And then, of course, now you add that in with the aftermath of the frustration, things in the balance. You have the clown on uh, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue making, uh, going after private companies, going, you know, he's going after the, bird, the blue bird, he's going after that blue bird, you know, um, and threatening, still threatening Americans by saying, no, we're gonna fix it so you know these people can't run. What does that even mean? So you've got all this turmoil from the <sighs> now, then you got you know Hurricane Nicole, you've got the uncertainty of what is going on, you just got all the and, and the full moon. So no wonder why everyone's had a kooky weekend. Somehow two sisters has to inspire people to find and celebrate that. And we do. We go through that turmoil with you. We're with you in that turmoil. We get it. And we understand how it plays on your gut health, how it plays on your mindset, how it plays on your whole being. But somehow we have to find the blessings. And the blessings, I always say the blessings come, you know, when we were talking about the blood moon, and of course, then the marketing of the, the red wave. I didn't, I did not take the red wave and this may be an unpopular uh, view from a conservative. Conservatives probably will come down on me, and that's okay. I didn't interpretate the red wave as uh, you know that they they were taking over the country. I looked at it as more symbolic, is that there was change, and let's 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 embrace the change. There are blessings. We won. Uh, conservatives won quite a few red states, even in California which are still, they're still tabulating because some of them are close, even in New York. Well, what the hell happened with Mass Hall? They didn't get anybody in. Then you have the whole thing about, you know, a, a dead congressman winning an election in Pennsylvania. And of course they're mocking Pennsylvania because they have some shenanigans going on that a dead, uh, God rest his soul, congressman gets voted in by dead people because we know a lot of dead people you know, identities were used in voting. So this is what happens. The elections become a joke, uh, become frustrating, uh, empathy, uh, complacency. People just get sick of it. They get sick of the bullshit. 
and it turns them off. And we need the government, the state governments, state governors have got to get their shista together and clean up their states. And I'm certain that Governor DeSantis would be more than happy to share his plan on how to run a very clean, pure, uh, and uh, accountable, timely election, don't you think? Oh yeah, you know, let's be real. It, it, this has this week is, it has not like really been fun for for anyone. No, it, it's really been a kind of uh, shit show. But you know, go and then going back to um, you say clown, I say puppet person. Um, <laughs> you know, his speech to the country. I believe it was uh, I don't know Wednesday. I guess it was day after the election. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the great uniter and then bashing Americans. And then, you know, he did take some questions. Oh, oh, let me look at my list of 10 people. I have to ask 10 people like this is the guy. This is the leader of the, the free country. And those questions and the answers were lame. Not only lame, they were they were he knew. And if people don't get that by now that he gets the information ahead of time. And I don't even I don't even call him the leader anymore of the free world. I call him the clown and the, the, the clown that's in the free world because he's a clown. And, you know, he's not cognitive. He's not, he, he, I don't care what anyone says. He suffers from something. I'm not a doctor, we're not doctors, but he can barely piece a sentence together. And what I think he's really, and they say, you know, with people that do suffer from Alzheimer and, de and dementia is, is that there is this, this anger piece. And I would not doubt, this is opinion, I would not doubt that he's heavily, they heavily got him drugged to actually perform as well as he can, which is not well, because they get, they get very angry. And he's very angry at Americans. He's very angry at citizens. And if he can't put a sentence together, um, he actually he actually used his own name in one of the speeches uh, that you know like he was going to stop him, and then he had to slow down. And whether he's got an earpiece or however whatever shenanigans they got going on to prop this puppet up, uh, he had to kind of really think about it, and he just couldn't get the right words out. And he, but he accused himself as being one of the. It was I was like. Good Lord, what is going on here? So how do we, and then you had the red moon and the red moon again is, is very, you know, very biblical in its own right. You know, so from my perspective and I've had a lot of people ask me this question, you know, what is going on? Divisiveness is going on. Divisiveness is going on from the bought and paid for media that is bought, bought and paid for by the deep state. So when we talk about the deep state, a lot of people assume that it's just Democrats. No, 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 no. The deep state is anyone that is not for our country and it does consist of Democrats, Republicans, and some independents. Uh, that's just, that's the facts people. If you don't wanna understand what's going on in our country, right now it's about divisiveness. So the, the, the other big story this week is uh, Trump, mocking DeSantis, which he did mock him. He did mock him, but he was mocking him based on what Biden had mocked DeSantis on. And a lot of people don't, they don't get that. They say, oh no, no, he's against, you know. And I said, do you understand what's going on here? The media, because especially Newsmax, Newsmax to me is another 
they want to, they're like a CNN, um, maybe the higher end of CNN, and they're trying to like find their place in the media world. So they suck. But anywho, they're, they're, they're fueling this story about Trump and DeSantis. And I refused to get into that because I thought to myself, have you, is there not you, any of you people learned anything over the last six years? These are two great uh, leaders. Uh, yes, Trump mocked DeSantis, but he was like, basically, Biden started it. And, and, and let's face it, Trump mocks people. He mocks the media. He mocks individuals. And a lot of people say, well, you know, we, I'm tired of that. That's who he is. Is it an attribute that I particularly care for? No, but that's just who he is. So I don't get all jazzed up about that. What I get jazzed up about is someone who can go say what they're going to do and get the job done. So I don't care about the personal life. I don't care who, you know, whose toes are stepping on. I don't care who he mocks. I don't care. And I don't understand why conservatives are getting now sucked into that drama. So now you've got a lot of Republicans and you even actually have a lot of Republican leadership that are fueling this fire of, of the two not liking each other and not going and they're going. And if you noticed, neither of them are saying squat diddly shit about it. Because well, yeah. they don't care. It's just so ridiculous. And then, of course, you know, one of the times that I happened to turn the TV on in the afternoon for whatever reason, and um, somebody was saying uh, they were showing like CNN and all those channels and how they were talking about, you know, maybe Fetterman being the front man for the the presidential thing in 2024. And I'm like, oh, Lordy, and I turned that right off. Well, you know, my thing with him is he's going to he's he's really going to get a taste of reality when he goes to D.C. Uh, I don't think uh, you know he, his base or his, uh, say, peers will be, you know, the, the little girl group, whatever they call them. I don't even know what they call them anymore. The, the, the squad, whatever. Yeah, the squad girls, whatever the hell they're called. I don't care. Um, they'll embrace him. Uh, he, he's another one. He, he has some some medical issues and he can't even put a sentence together properly uh, because he suffered a stroke so, and that's pretty obvious uh, and I, I've heard from a lot of uh, Pennsylvania citizens that said we did not vote for him we don't understand how he got in so again you know you and you know and I think odds did a disservice I think he should have never conceded why would you concede when all these states are waiting till a week later to get the results and I wouldn't have conceded I would have done some research to find out what what the accuracy of these votes that they're counting in or to double check and that's sad that you have to do that but because things are so not on the up and up uh so I think Oz did a disservice I don't agree with him I think he should have waited it out but he didn't uh, and the bottom line is there are some people that voted this wacko in you get what you get but the problem is they get what they get, but it also impacts. But I don't think I don't think he's going to be relevant. I think he's going to be a, a you know a one shit pony show and be gone. I, I just you know, either that or Pennsylvania citizens are that stupid. I don't know which. Uh, then you have Massachusetts, which we talked in depth about of the stupid crap that they voted for. Who in the right mind? Yes, raise my taxes. Well, please raise my taxes. 
and I just want to make a clarification. We're not saying that all Pennsylvania voters are whacked out. We're saying the ones that voted for, I guess. Correct. Betterment. Correct. They, so, they, and, and a lot of people, when we talk about unite, they say, well, we got we to gotta find a way to unite and come together. No, we don't. I don't want to unite with a wacko that has that kind of mindset that thinks that is good for the country. That, that, that's what I'm saying. There's a line you can't draw. You can unite with your and, and have resolve within yourself to say, I do not want to associate with people or I do not want to like have my elbows touching somebody that actually thinks that that is what's good for our country. When it's so obviously that it's not. If they're not open for a decent debate and discussion about it, which most of them are not, when you actually ask them some really poignant questions on the issues at hand, they always fall back on an insult, uh, you know, bringing up past administrations of what they did. No, we're talking about the here and now, and they resort to that kind of dirty play. And I can't even, I can't be bothered. So I don't want to, I don't want to unite with people like that. They're too crazy for my mindset that they would actually think that that's good, not only for their state, but they would think that that would be good for on a national level. It's not. Um, and then this whole democracy using overplaying on that word. So how with all this going on, how do we find blessings? Well, God always finds a way. Like when he showed us the red blue moon, again, a lot of people use that as marketing for what they thought was going to happen. My mindset was different that it was more of a washing uh, of some, but also that some really had to, 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 they're still not getting it. They had to bleed more. That this country has to, like when we say the country has to bleed, to, you have to bleed to see. And so, for some people, some people don't have to, they can just know it because of what they actually see that's going on, that's true, that's factual. Others are blinded to that. So there's a lot of blind people out there that I truly believe have to bleed more. And that's kind of what I got out of the blue, the blue moon and the, and the red wave. Uh, and where was the blessing in that? Because then you, you, know, you have all these emotions going on and then nature has a way of saying, well, this is a good time for a hurricane, let's do it. And after the hurricane, there was an absolute beautiful rainbow. Now, a lot of people that abuse uh, the rainbow for, for an ideology, do not understand the big biblical piece of what the rainbow means and what God's intentions of a rainbow. And there was just, we were very blessed that we had some great photographers. They got some great pictures of uh, especially Vero Beach and this absolutely stunning rainbow over the beach with the uh, ocean in the background. Absolutely stunning. So I thought to myself, that is a blessing. You know, yeah. if you had something good that happened with your child, maybe they came home with a good report or they scored a goal or you know, a touchdown, you know, did wonderful. You, you had a great, great, you know, really great day that you were just so proud about. That is a blessing. If despite all this turmoil that we're all feeling, you stuck to your diet, you, you still got in your fitness, you decided that, you know what, today's the day I'm cleaning out that closet. That is a win. Those are blessings. So there are, oh, despite whatever, the world throws at us whatever life throws at us there are blessings you guys just be open to them don't you agree oh absolutely yeah you always have to look at the the silver lining there's always a silver lining in even in the midst of chaos even in the midst of all this undecisiveness there is 
there is that silver lining and it's how you choose in your perception of it and if those things around you are kind of filtering in and really bothering you and kind of derailing you or you know take your attention away and it just makes you frustrated that's when you just got to turn it off you know even if you <clears throat> excuse me even if you need to for instance um snooze someone on Facebook. You know, you can do that, of course, indiscriminately without someone knowing that you've done that. If you need to do that to protect your peace, to protect your energy, you must do that. And on that note, we want to wish our veterans, um, those past and, and especially who have given so much the ultimate sacrifice and to the veterans and their families who support them, we salute you. Thank you for your service to our country. And on that note, my name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss, on this fantabulous Friday. Yes, it's fantabulous. You get up, you're breathing, right? Uh, you're going into a long weekend for a lot of people. Uh, this is a day to give thanks. Uh, you see a veteran out there. Make sure you thank them for their service. Uh, that means so much to them. They don't need these huge accolades, um, but it's nice to be recognized. It's nice to feel appreciated. Don't we all want to feel appreciated? And that's something that, you know, we pat ourselves on the back when we do a good job. We also want to pat the backs of those that gave uh, gave so much of their time of uh, being away from their family to serve. Uh, there's something about serving, whether it's services in country, service is in uh, uh, first responders, but service that actually gives us the freedom to be able to even have elections. That is something that we uh, we want to give praise and thank you. We wish you a great, great uh, Veterans Day and uh, a great long weekend. We hope you have a great, great weekend. Um, slow down a little bit, tune things out, turn things off. And you be the one to turn things on in a positive way in your life and in others. We will see you Monday for Monday Mindset. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.